When I was a much more flexible man, uh, I used <laughs> to be able to uh, give myself oral uh, to oh. to a, a relative degree. I, I mean, well, no, like- ho- Scott. <laughs> I'm just assuming that most guys, if they could, they would. Oh, any guy who says differently is selling something or high <laughs> or just a habitual liar. I've thought of myself, well, am I bi? Because I enjoy looking at dicks. I enjoy holding his dick while you're riding him. So, like, there's something else there. And and came. Uh, oh. And one time in my mouth. And it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a thing. Do I clean him up out of her or clean him off from her? I think maybe I go that route first. Oh, okay. I don't know why. It's less fattening. <laughs> it's almost the exact second after you have finished pulsing. <laughs> it's like, what have I done? Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so sex talk. Yeah, it it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Oh, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Hi, everyone. If you didn't already know it, it is Cuck Week, and I've received a lot of requests to be a part of it. So this week, instead of one, I'm releasing three episodes. This episode is on a cuck with a very high-profile career. The next one is talking to a cuckoldress. And the third one, as promised, my interview with Crystal Welch's husband from episode 75. I hope you're enjoying the content. And if you do, please consider supporting it by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn. My guest today is 37-year-old Scott, a father of three, who married his high school sweetheart. They've been married for about 13 years. Uh, He's a government affairs professional. They are polyamorous. The wife has had a steady boyfriend for the past two years. Oh, and he's a cuck. You're just checking off all the boxes for me today, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm interested in talking to you because, as we all know, there's a spectrum, right? Yes. And I have recently spoken to a couple of men who, to me, sound like they're in cuckold relationships, but they're very hesitant to admit it because of, you know, the shame that goes with it, the stigma, the whatever's out there in in the vanilla world, probably from porn, right? That's exactly it. So how do you feel about that? It's unfortunate. It's sad. I mean, there are so many things that we've come around on in the past couple of decades and obviously we're starting to open up but the problem is when you when you open up this area for exploration for people 9 times out of 10 porn is exactly where they're getting their information from and so you go into it assuming oh so i've got to let her fuck him and eat her out when i'm done like like the like a checklist okay, okay i did this and then he, he flipped her and i'm recording this it's no there's a lot that goes into it and it doesn't fit everybody the same way, right? Some people are a little bit more on the stag end of the spectrum. Some people are a little bit more on the cuckold end of the spectrum. And that's fine, whichever way you are. But they're not only porn, but there are people in the lifestyle who are very, very set in their ways. You are this 
and that is all you will ever be, uh, you know, and, and and that's all she wrote. And I, I definitely try to fight against that as much as possible because I disagree. And and not to mention the spectrum of different activities that people participate in, sure. but also porn makes it look like like the man does not want it. That the right that the man is made to do something against his will that he does not enjoy. Correct. It conflates oftentimes more BDSM power exchanges with cuckolding. And it's taking the angst, right, and amping it up to 11. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's not all, not everybody wants it that way. We should let our listeners know, I know what you do for a living. <laughs> I've generalized it by saying you're a government affairs professional. Correct. And I am just so intrigued by the different personalities. And very many of the men I've talked to in cuckold relationships are in these, you know, high-powered professions. Mm-hmm. It's like outside of the bedroom, you're not the guy to for people to push around, right? No, I mean, a lot of the, the meetings that I'm taking on, on a daily or weekly basis are, are legitimate with legislatures, governors, secretaries of state, attorneys general. So it's, it's a very high-powered job. And I think that you see a theme with people with those kinds of high-powered jobs where it's like, okay, I punched out. I don't want to be this anymore. Right. <laughs> I'd like to let go just a little bit. Sure. Okay, so let's go back. Um, You've been with your high school sweetheart. So you guys have been together for a very long time since you were pretty young. Yes. Did you guys dabble in the lifestyle at all before it became a cuckolding marriage? Not even a little bit. Oh. Um, I don't plug things on other people's stuff, and I won't hear, but I've talked about this before on on, uh, some of the things that I run. And I've I've laid out the entire story, and the short and sweet of it is uh, this only happened about three going on four years ago. And there was a gigantic life change, uh, life event that happened to my wife that kind of set these gears in motion. And it came down to, okay, are we going to continue having this marriage, you know, with, with the house and the kids and the dogs and the whatnot, or are we going to go our separate ways? And for, for me, it was a matter of, you know what, I can understand where you're coming from with this want, this need. And I, it may be old fashioned. I took vows, right? And part of the vows are for better or for worse. And this was definitely worse <laughs> at the time. It was a rude awakening how it all happened. But I was bound and determined to make sure that we we make it work. And it's taken a long time. It's taken the better part of three and a half years to really find our groove. But now that we have, you know, there's still missteps every now and again. But I do wish that we had started sooner because there are things that this lifestyle and, and not even just cuckolding, really any anything in the ENM polysphere, it does wonders for a relationship, even a healthy relationship. And, and I wish more people would open their minds to it. Are you able to share what what this life changing event was? Yeah. Uh, so so her mother passed away mm. and she was, I say young, relatively young when when she did by today's standards. And she was very close to her. It was a big kind of where am I going? What am I doing? Do I want to have any regrets sort of moment? And and while it may not have been handled in, in, in the right way uh, up front, how it manifested, you know, when it was something I discovered that was a want of hers, it was a come to Jesus conversation. But that's just it. It was a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so much of this becomes problematic when two people don't talk because, right, we all you know, when we go out to meet people, we set ourselves up as the best possible versions of ourselves. And for the most part, we kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot about us that, it, you know, is is 
nasty or or maybe not acceptable by other people. And so we put on this other mask. And my God, if we just took them off at Jump Street, if we had that ability, I feel like we would find that we have much more in common with each other, even in these sorts of areas than, than we'd other, otherwise thought. So it sounds like, and I've heard this from from other people in the lifestyle, and that is you you kind of look at mortality differently, right? It's like, you've only got so much time on this earth. How are you going to spend it? Yeah, I've hit my midlife crisis a few years early. Um, and so this is a question I've had going on in my head for, for a, a little while now. And, and you're absolutely right. You get one go around the blue marble, right? And you don't want to close the book having several chapters that have been completely unwritten. And not only that, it's almost unfair that we should expect a partner to be 100% of what we need at any given time. It is just untenable. We are too different. Even when we're like, I married somebody who is in most ways the exact opposite of me. And so in the things that she likes, why wouldn't I want her to have the fulfillment uh, of her life to, to get these things that maybe are not things that I can give her or maybe not things uh, that are interesting to me. And, and I, I don't want to fake it. I mean, that's not to say that I won't try new things, but if it's something I don't like, it doesn't mean I don't want her to go to that concert or to go to that gangbang. It really, right. you know, either side of the spectrum. Okay. Let's get to the sexy stuff, can we? Yes. Okay. All about the sexy All stuff. All right. How did it start? I mean, you it, the, it always amazes me, no matter how many people I talk to, it's like, how do you start? Yeah, uh, the, the way that I found worked for me, and it's because we were coming into a cold, I overthink things, I overanalyze things, I, I have every iteration of every conversation in my head before I've ever had it, my mind uh -huh. is an exhausting place. Um, <laughs> and so for this, I applied those same things, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do this incrementally. So we started off with just, you know, when all this came about, I discovered that she had already been sexing uh, other men. And so that was, you know, that was the the kind of crucible moment for this. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, well, we'll keep going with that, right? Because there's no physical interaction. You're just, you're just talking. And I put a whole bunch of rules on it, right? Because I want to safeguard myself and, and my self-image and, and, you know, my ego because they had been bruised uh, by virtue of, of how this all came about. And it was the absolutely wrong thing to do. Hmm. Uh, because I would go in and, and, you know, I had access to all of her socials, et cetera. And I let all these things get to me rather than just enjoying the sexy, because I mean, God knows some of these conversations, I wish I could go back and read them and be like, that was hot. If I had just got my head out of my ass, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, that's how it started. It started with those conversations until we got to a point where it's like, okay, do we want to do a thing now? And there was somebody that, you know, we've been talking to both of us for, for a while, uh, a married couple, the man had wanted to fly out here anyway. And so he did. Um, and it was about as big a clusterfuck as a clusterfuck could be <laughs> when it happened. Every, uh, the flight was delayed and it was only going to be one day anyway. Oh. And so she ended up going over there at like his hotel room at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, I think. Oh. And, and here I am, I'm wanting to watch them. I think when you're a teenager, because of necessity, the dick in the hands at two in the morning works. But <laughs> two in the morning when you're in your 30s, it's like, I just want to go to sleep at this point. <laughs> like, it's not waking up for anybody. I don't right. care who it is or what we're doing. Uh -huh. That's kind of how it started. Uh-huh. Now, why didn't you guys go into swinging? And how quickly did it, did it form into more of a cuck thing? 
Uh, that's on me, actually, um, because when she admitted she wanted other guys, I then admitted to her, yeah, I've kind of been watching this porn for a few years now. And again, this is one of those things. If we had just been talking right. and had been able to be vulnerable with each other, if we'd have known this already. But for me, I thought, OK, this is the way that I'm going to make this easier for me and my brain to internalize. Right. Is I'm going to just go full cuck. That's how I'm going to view it, because that's the porn I've watched. That's been the thing that's been hot. So and and there was a little bit of naivete there. I, I thought that adding in that dynamic and then essentially because for all intents and purposes, we were changing our marriage from something monogamous, right, to something ENM, ENM and then eventually poly. I, I think that swinging might have been something that would have helped first. Uh, but then by the same token, I get something out of her being with somebody else that she doesn't get from me. And I have gone on other dates. I have been with other women since we've opened up our marriage. And it's not the same dynamic for the two of us. Now, that's not to say that maybe maybe we'll come to a point where, I don't know, we both find the same woman we're attracted to or a couple. And, and that happens. We're open to it. But that's just not the way that the cards have kind of been dealt to us. Well, and not to mention, that's just not the way you're wired. Not really. And and this this then goes back to that spectrum. And that's been a lot of the difficulty in my head, right, is the angst of it. It would be easy if I was one of the guys who who really solidly identifies as a cuck in the classical porn way. Like, I have a two-inch dick and I'm wearing a chastity cage and I can't get my wife off and blah, 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 blah. That's not my situation. I, I'm decently well endowed. I, I can get my wife off. She has no complaints. Her boyfriend is a ridiculous like long tail upper end of the bell curve spectrum in basically every other way. So, you know, that, that helps the cut part, right. Is, is I still have a wide gap. It's just, he's really up here mm -hmm. and that helps, but the wiring, it's still something that you can, you can fight against, especially when the angst takes over. Interesting. It can be really hard for you to kind of quote unquote, accept your position because it's like, well, I'm still a good looking guy. I could still get somebody else if I wanted to. I can still make people feel good and happy. And there's a lot of self-esteem that's tied into it. And, and I think that the guys who are purely like cuckold submissive, like they, they kind of fit the whole end of, of that other side of the spectrum. Sometimes I'm almost jealous because it's like you not only feel wired that way, you have 100 percent accepted it. And for me, that has been very difficult. Is it difficult for you to kind of draw the line between, like, when does it just turn you on to see your wife with someone else versus you're a cuck, right? Like, to me, I, I still can't, um, is it because it's the one-way thing where, yeah, it turns you on to see your wife with someone else and you really kind of don't want to be with anyone else? Does that kind of make you more of a cuck? Um... A lot of the reason that I haven't really explored as much, I mean, the pandemic kind of put a damper on it too, right? But I, I'm, I'm also picky <laughs> for mm -hmm. me. It's like, if I'm going to be with somebody else, right, I want them to be as, as good as my wife or else what am I doing? Why, why am I bothering? Right. Um, and I'm super picky. So my enjoyment is more on the stag end of the spectrum where it's like she's my own personal porn star kind of a thing. I enjoy watching my wife get off and, and enjoy herself. She doesn't have a lot of those really dominant tendencies, again, that you see more in the porn, more from conflation of BDSM and power exchange with coupling. Um, but we've started to add those elements in as she's become more comfortable. And as she knows, I can handle it better because I've had a lot of moments of these crises of confidence where I'm like, 
a lot of these things sparked some depression and anxiety in me that I'd never felt before. And so I've been kind of dealing with that for the past few years, uh, some other physical changes too. And so when I have these kind of dark moments where I'm getting down on myself, she's like, well, I don't want to do that anymore to you because I love you. I don't want to hurt you. And it's like, I know we just need to really be clear on fantasy versus reality. And that's as much a reminder for me as anything else. So you're like you're like the evolving cuck. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, the, the monkey to the the human that old chart that you'd see in like schools <laughs> or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm I'm like two or three <laughs> maybe removed from the end. I, I still got a little ways to go before I'm fully upright, right, or, or erect as well. Right. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Okay, what kind of activities do you like? Like it it, it has to go beyond just watching her. It, yeah, uh, we've we've added in some some things over time, right? It did start with just watching and just watching virtually through, you know, uh, FaceTime or whatnot. When we started doing it in person, you know, she, she'll throw out little things that do kind of hit the cuck button. Like a couple of times she sent me out of the room or she enjoys me holding him uh, when when she's going to ride him and, and you know, helping in, insert him. Um, I'm much more a mental when i do kind of go the submissive route i'm much more mental than physical i like i bruise like a georgia peach so don't paddle me or or you know anything like that please but if you want to tell me about how much better his dick is working for you than mine well i'm all for that mm-hmm. uh so is the mental exercises i think that get me more than anything else when she posts to her only fans or to her socials little little tidbits snippets of conversations between her and I, um, or, or pictures that, you know, maybe I'm not sure other people are going to see. And they, and they really do hit that cut button. Like one that she posted that was a size comparison between me and him. And again, like I'm good. He is better. Uh, so those, those things I think hit the, hit the button for me of enjoyment more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you gone the, uh, cream pie cleanup road? I haven't, you know, I, when I was a much more flexible man, uh, I used <laughs> to be able to uh, give myself oral uh, to oh. to a, a relative degree. I, I mean, well, no, like, holy, Scott. <laughs> yes. You can't just throw that out there and keep walking. Uh, I was not a contortionist, but I could get about an inch and a half to two inches in my mouth. Um, wow. And, and so, Hold yeah, on. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm just assuming that most guys, if they could, they would. Oh, any guy who says differently is selling something or high <laughs> or just a habitual liar. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. I was I, I won't I won't skip past. I'll tell you. I was probably in my earlier twenties. Um, and it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what? I think it's big enough. If I just folded myself over and kind of walked my feet down the wall and did this and tucked that, like I could do it. And I, and I found that I could. And so there were a couple of times where I did it and and came, uh, and one time in my mouth and it was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was a thing. It it wasn't bad. I think for me, it was hard to completely accept. I, I don't know how I identify Currently, that's an exploration thing for me because I've kind of told myself for the longest time, now nah, you're just straight and that's all that you'll ever be. Um, but it, especially it's kind of ramped up as we've been doing uh, more and more in this lifestyle. I've, I've thought of myself, well, am I bi? Because I enjoy looking at dicks. I enjoy holding his dick while you're riding him. So like there's something else there. 
I think maybe it's if I had to classify myself like maybe pansexual, um, it's more the person than anything else. I do not say I wouldn't do any cleanup. I just haven't gotten to a point where I feel comfortable trying to yet. Quite frankly, like between the do I clean him up out of her or clean him off from her, I think maybe I go that route first. Oh, okay. I don't know why. It's less fattening. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I have to watch the calorie. I'm, I'm all. I'm you know cruising towards forty, um, and, which again is why I don't even attempt anymore because I pull calf muscles just getting out of bed. I'm not going to try. <laughs> It ain't worth okay. it. Oh, hold on. Okay, let me go back. So you were able to perform oral sex on yourself. Did you do it often? I only did it a couple of times. Um, Why? Mostly because it wasn't easy. Oh, <laughs> it okay. was one of those things where, like, I, I think that if if I were, you know, maybe a little bit more in doubt, I'm, I'm about six inches. So if I was, like, seven, seven and a half, you know, and it was a little bit easier and I wasn't having to, like, struggle for the breath. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm folded over, I can, I'm not going to be in Cirque du Soleil anytime soon. They're not knocking down my door. Okay. So if you were, if you were a little more flexible, you would have done it more. It would have been hard to get me out of my room probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So you're, you're not quite there to the cleanup yet. You do enjoy a little bit of humiliation, um, verbal, verbal humiliation. Mm -hmm. And, and again, just from talking to different people, I think that's, that's part of the giving up some of what you have in your vanilla life, right? Like always being in control. Like no one's going to tell you what to do, but inside the bedroom, it's kind of a turn on for, you know, for someone to humiliate or degrade you because in your normal life, that doesn't happen. It is, it does. And, and I think that's where, where I'll sometimes have some difficulty, right? Is I'll still have some of that creep uh, where I'll be like, ah, uh, okay, maybe I need to, to take the control back. Uh, I, I have a hard time learning to let go. And so when my wife, who's not naturally dominant, but when she surprises me uh, with something out of the blue that really hits that, I don't even try to take back control. I'm like, oh, damn, okay, <laughs> we can do this. I'm uh -huh. down for this. And, and when those things happen, it actually does help with the acceptance more and more, right? We're incremental just because we want to make sure that we don't go balls to the wall and things blow up because I'll be honest, I have seen people in the community who get it's like a, a it's like the little puppy that's just so excited because all these new things around and bark, 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 bark. And the minute that you are running around, running around, that's when the car hits you, you know, and, and I feel like that's sometimes I see people who are like, I'm going to go fuck this person. I'm going to fuck this person. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. And then, you know, you may see somebody who's fucked three or four people in a weekend on a vacation and the husband's like, oh, this is how this feels. Mm -hmm. I don't like this one bit. I feel completely left out. And, and I think that when you go zero to a hundred right away, you don't give yourselves an opportunity to check in about the little things. Mm -hmm. And then those little things, if you're not talking about them, can grow and grow and grow to where these relationships can blow up, right? It does take both people communicating their desires and their concerns equally openly and honestly. Mm -hmm. When did you find out that you guys are polyamorous? I mean, it started off as a sexual thing, right? Some turn on, some fetishes maybe, but like, when did this poly thing come up? Uh, I told her that poly was not a thing that I was interested in. We, we were not going down that path. And as the phrase goes, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. <laughs> right. And I think there was a little bit of naivete there that I could say that, and she could be 
seeing this man on a regular basis, you know, feeling the way that she does with him on a regular basis and not develop feelings. And so I kind of called her out on it uh, just one day during a conversation. I'm like, do you love him? Are we are we dealing with feelings now? I think she was hesitant to to confirm it. But but she did, because, again, you know, we're, we're trying to be open and honest with it. And I kind of accepted it. It helps that this this man is one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. He is generous to a fault, kind, conscientious. I've never had a crossword with him in two years. Uh, the man has literally dropped me off at six in the morning and picked me up at 11 o'clock at night from the airport from work trips. Like there, there is definitely an ease of moving into this realm when the partner is somebody you're like, okay, he's, he's treating her well. She's getting what she's getting out of it. For me, the issue has been, I would like to make sure that when it's our time, it's our time, right? I want to make sure that I'm feeling like I'm a part of it. And it's a lot of I words that I'm using right now, right? Uh, which isn't great, but that kind of shows you where I've been coming from, is trying to take myself out of the equation a little bit more and remember that, okay, if we're going to go this poly route, there are things that are theirs. Mm-hmm hers with him that that are not going to be shared with me. And I have to recognize that doesn't necessarily mean anything against me, right? I've got three kids. I like playing one game with one kid and, and, you know, maybe kicking a ball with the other. You don't love them any less. Exactly. It's just different things. So that's, I'm still trying to get there, but, but he has made this transition to, to Polly a lot easier. Now for me, I have had a difficult time. It's not just the pickiness, but when we were first dating, um, I have an acting background and a lot of the the roles that I got, it was mostly theater. A lot of the roles that I got were romantic male leads. I, I the, you know, the whole tall, dark and handsome kind of thing, which I don't see, but people have told me. So Stop I'll believe it. Whatever. Um, so there was some difficulty stemming from that because uh, she had some, some self-consciousness and some self-esteem issues from, you know, watching me make out with people on a stage. She was a much shyer person then. And so even though she has told me, you want to go date, go date, you, you know, you, you find somebody like cool, whatever, there is still a bit in the back of my head that says, if I do that, I'm going to hurt her. Hmm. And that's not fair to her because she has told me several times, this is okay. You can do this if you want. And I'm just such a cautious person by nature. I'm risk averse. She is more important than me finding some secondary partner, when I truly feel like we are 100% in the groove, you know, maybe it'll be something I, I see again, but I need to make sure that we are as solid as possible in this situation before I go looking for something else, if that ever happens. So l- let me ask you this, you know, for a person who's very confident and secure, you normally don't feel a lot of jealousy, right? So do you ever find that the jealousy turns you on? Absolutely, which sets you up for the biggest fucking crash and fall imaginable (laughs) if you are not prepared. And so there have actually been times where like um, one of the activities that we do because she's fucking him a lot more than she's fucking me these days. And I'm fine with that. Um, She and I will watch videos of her and him together in a room and I'll be jerking off and we'll be talking about them. And there have been times where I have broke some of the more emotional stuff. Like, have you told him you love him while you're fucking him? Like, you know, those little kinds of mm. tidbits. Mm-hmm. And they get you going in the moment. But I've always heard that this is much worse for men than it is for women. But it's almost the exact second after you have finished pulsing. 
It's like, what have I done? This uh-huh. is just horrible. Uh, you know, you, the the anguish, the self hate, the self loathing. You know, huh. it goes away after a minute or two. But that first minute or two, you have to really be prepared. And that's why the aftercare is so important, right? Making sure that when I'm done and and you know whatever, I love you. You know, we're okay. A couple of times she's even said, yep, everything that we were just talking about was was just role play. It's just fantasy. Mm. And that mm. helps protect my psyche a little bit more as we right. do a little bit more things, right? I started this off saying no poly and just text people. And now we're at a point where she's had a boyfriend for a year and she's fucking him two, three times a week. And, you know, I, I allow for the fact that I will probably get to a point where it doesn't necessarily even need to be stated um, because it won't matter to me. I won't have all my self-esteem, self-conscious and whatever tied into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my goal, at least. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were talking about how that that feeling of jealousy like turns you on and then, you mm-hmm. know, after it's all over, then it's, oh my God. Does it ever come up again like later, like outside the bedroom? You know, like you're having dinner and then you're thinking back, oh my God, she she tells him she loves him while they're having sex. You know, does it ever come back? Uh, that's a good question. It, I, I would say that anything sexual is easy for me now. It's second nature. It's when it does come to those poly things, since that's about a year or like a year removed from the beginning of it, that that can be difficult. And they're weird things. Like if they are out eating, she, I love her. She'll bring back food for me if I ask for whatever restaurant they're at. And a couple of times it just hit me as weird. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to sit here at the at the dinner table and eat my meal while you guys already had your time. And, and again, I need to remember, well, that is their time together, mm-hmm. right? And I can't, I can't be douchey about it like that. I try a, and be as self-aware a person as humanly possible. I know I'm not perfect. I cop to all of my flaws. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong and I'll apologize and I'll try and get better. I thank God for that in this space because if i didn't have that level of self-awareness i'm pretty sure that my self-esteem would be destroyed by now you can find scott on twitter he's at the geeky cuckold the next in our threesome of shows for cuck week goddess anya prefers bulls who know their stuff and she's willing to share you're recommending like bulls Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, we really want to share good experiences and not be not be selfish about those. That's next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>